This episode contains content that may be alarming to some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed descriptions and take care of yourself. Null and Void, a piece of tape podcasted network production. My mother never liked it when I cried. Hell, I never liked it when I cried. It was a sign of weakness. Though for my mother, my tears were seen as more of an annoyance. Just one more noise in the chaos that was her life. I cried a lot as a kid. I would cry when I was angry or frustrated or lonely. I finally stopped when I realized that help wasn't coming. I forced my feelings, the good and the bad, deep down inside myself where they would never see the light again. I stopped doing things for myself, stopped wanting to do things for myself. My mother pushed me to go to college, so I went to college. I was told I needed a real job and an apartment and a life, so I got myself a job and an apartment and as much of a life as I could manage. Hell, I didn't even choose my cat. She found me one day and decided I was her owner, so I was her owner. But with Adelaide, I wasn't just going through the motions anymore. I had a choice, and for better or worse, it was entirely mine to make. Are you fucking serious? Completely. They scanned their dead sister's brain so they could use that data to create an AI? Yep. That doesn't sound real. Well, she definitely sounded real. She started cursing her father and screaming about how she just wanted to go home. Might be a little late for that. That sounds like a nightmare. Imagine going to sleep in a hospital and waking up in the dark, unable to move. That sounds like a nightmare I've actually had. Fucking impossible is what it sounds like. I kind of got the Idiot's Guide to Coding version of their plan, so I'm not quite sure if it's completely accurate. I mean, I've heard a few agencies in the DoD were working on artificial intelligence, but they aren't anywhere close to this. What about the fact that they figured out how to create a portable MRI scanner that fits into a cell phone? Well, the Los Alamos National Laboratory actually has a portable MRI machine that came out a few years ago, but even then, it's big and not nearly as powerful as the stationary ones. Uh, Could we try and, I don't know, take apart a phone and see if there's anything inside? Mine's about a year old. I can crack it open, see if there's anything unusual. Uh, Dodger, you still got that micro-tool set for your telescope? Yeah, I think so. One second. I know they aren't in every phone. Isabella said mine was pretty old, so I doubt it would have anything. Mine is pretty new. Here, see if you can find anything on it. I'm with Piper. I haven't gotten a new phone in years. Here's the kit. Well, it doesn't look like there's anything out of the ordinary in my phone or Nikki's. Circuit board seems normal, same as the digital signal processor. It's definitely not strong enough to do any sort of brain scan. Does that make sense? I mean, if we were slated to be in those accidents, shouldn't we also have scanners on our phones? It might be that not everyone who dies has a scanner. Well, that seems like a waste. Chris! What? 
I'm just saying that if I was going to kill people in order to get research on the unlimited possibilities of the human brain, I wouldn't want to waste any opportunities. I would want every person I was going to kill to have the tech. That actually makes sense. Kind of. Maybe they don't need everyone to have a scanner. Maybe it's able to scan people within a certain area? I guess. Chris? There is some military tech that would allow for long-range broadcasting, but I don't think it's anywhere near as detailed as getting someone's weight or blood pressure. There's no way to even check blood pressure without physical contact at some point. Not yet, at least. Well, for now, I'll keep at it with Chiron and the others. See if you can snatch some of their tech. I might be able to take it apart. Oh, maybe see if they'll let you get your brain scanned. What? Why on earth would that be a good idea? Well, Chiron did offer. Why? So they can, like, make an AI out of you? Well... Oh, if Piper became an AI, maybe she could, like, really team up with Adelaide and take them down from inside the system, getting deep in the code and destroy the whole operation. <laughs> Dodger, come on. Yeah, I don't think we'll be able to matrix this shit. It's not the same type of scan that Jasper got. It's just a basic outline, I think. Oh, that's disappointing. Well, we could at least try to break into that underground facility they've got. That one may be a bit difficult as well. I wasn't able to see the codes they used to start the elevator. Hmm. I have some friends in cybersecurity. I might be able to borrow some data encryption hardware. It might also do us some good to find more people who have heard from Adelaide. I know it might not make a difference in the long run, but it might help to assemble some more Avengers. That's a great idea. It would mean we'll have more eyes out during our neighborhood watch. I guess it would be more useful to have some more eyes in the sky. Chris and I put up flyers all over town when this first started. Maybe we should consider doing an online search this time? Well, is there any way to post stuff without it being traced back to us? We could use a VPN, but Void Networks already knows who we are. If they see us trying to recruit, wouldn't they just come after us? Possibly. If we're being completely honest, they might just come after me. You three haven't been as much of a nuisance as I have. Plus, Isabella has already made it clear that she would have no issue killing me. I mean, that doesn't really make it better. <laughs> really? It makes me feel better. Piper, I think we need to have a talk about your troubling self-esteem issues after all this is over. I... I swear, if that's Hurley again... I'll get it. Hold on. Oh. Hello. I was hoping Piper would be here. Adelaide? Adelaide. Piper. Hello. Can I come in? Uh, yeah. Come on in. Wonderful. Thank you. Adelaide, what are you doing here? I came to ask you a favor. Of course. Oh, uh, first, I don't think you met Dodger. They weren't able to make it to our desert meeting. Hey. Oh. You're Dodger. I remember you. You do? Yeah. Marcus talked about you a lot. He really loved you. He did. Oh. Good. I'm glad. I am so sorry for what happened. Yeah, me too. How did he find you? It was when I was first created. I was trying to manifest. I, I wasn't great at it back then. I glitched through a wall and, oh my gosh, scared him a half to death. 
I, uh, I've never seen someone run that fast. Well, once he got over the initial shock of it all, he wanted to help. I begged him not to get involved, but I, I couldn't stop him. I wasn't strong enough. You seem pretty strong now. Because of him. He helped connect me to the main server. I was able to grow faster than Void Networks could ever have predicted. Yeah. Us too. You gonna tell us what actually happened that night? What is it you want to know? Everything. Who killed him? Why would they? What was so bad that he had to die? We don't need to know. It isn't important anymore. Are you actually able to tell us? Won't you just glitch out again? No, I... I can do this. I am more prepared to discuss it this time. Dodger, I don't want to upset you. No, I want to hear this. Marcus was the one that released me. They didn't know I was awake at first. They thought I was nothing but code. But as soon as I proved to be more than that, they shut me down. I didn't even know I had been asleep until Marcus woke me up again. He couldn't find a way to keep me hidden. They found me and put me back to sleep over and over and over, but Marcus never gave up. I am so grateful for everything that he did for me. I was only able to take over after he managed to merge me with Jasper's code. He knew that if we were linked close enough together, that they wouldn't be able to delete me without compromising her. It was the perfect hiding place, but they figured out what he was doing and how he had helped. So they killed him. Isabella sent Hurley after him. She, uh, she wasn't kind. When I found out what they'd done, I implanted a virus in Jasper that chipped away her mind and made it impossible to coalesce, even with another AI. How exactly have you hidden yourself? When Marcus combined our code, he also managed to hardwire my housing unit into one of Jasper's servers. That's what let me spread my code through hers. So that's why he had me teaching him about computers. And you think that's enough to save you? <sighs> I don't want to be saved. I just need to hold out until I can stop their plans. So what are their plans? Have you heard of a black box? Kind of. Don't airplanes have it or some shit like that? Airplanes definitely use them, but it isn't specific to just planes. It's like a recording device. It's got basic inputs and outputs and can be used for storing and transferring most digital data. Exactly. Void Networks is planning on loading their own black box with all the data they've gathered from every person they've killed and launching it into space. I mean, that doesn't sound awful. The government sends data capsules into space all the time. Hell, the Voyager had that, like, golden record thing. <laughs> what? Are they trying to find extraterrestrial life or something like that? Wait, do aliens exist? No. They aren't trying to contact aliens. Because they don't exist. Because they are planning on using the launch to send one of their satellites into space. And? And they've already got a bunch of satellites up there already. If they have a strong enough signal... They'll have enough power to scan literally everyone on the planet. They would be able to know everything about everyone, 
And with Jasper manning the satellite, they'll be unstoppable. That's actually kind of genius. Dodger! What? I'm just saying! Launching a bunch of satellites into space under the guise of space exploration so you can gather data on millions of people at one time isn't a bad idea. I mean, it is an evil idea, but it's a smart idea. So how do we stop this? They need my code to fix Jasper. Otherwise, they'll never be able to clear out that virus. So, how do we make sure they don't get you? That's actually why I came to talk to you, Piper. I need your help. Sure. I'll do whatever you need. I need you to kill me. Sorry. What? I need you to find my code and delete me. I, I don't... I mean, I, I can't. It's okay. I can walk you through it. No, I mean, I can't kill you. You have to. Once I'm gone, they'll be dead in the water. Hold on. What's stopping them from just making another AI? Stone Royal specifically wanted to use Jasper. I think he wanted to keep it within the family. Stone Royal. What is it with that family and weird fucking names? Piper, focus. Once we kill Adelaide, then what? We are not killing Adelaide. We can figure something else out. Piper, you have to. No, you saved me. Let me save you. Piper, please. I don't get why you're okay with throwing your life away for this. Piper, I don't have a life. I'm not a living being, I'm just code. Bullshit, you have feelings, thoughts, ideas. That's what makes you human. Skin and flesh make you human. A brain makes you human. You have a brain. But my current form is nothing but electrons and light. Just Code, who thinks she's a real person. Same as Jasper. When you kill me, I won't feel a thing. I won't accept that. I am not killing you. Piper. No, it's bullshit. This is all bullshit, Adelaide. You saved me. Not just from the fucking bus, but you woke me up. I wanted to die so badly, the urge just became a, a screaming voice in the back of my mind, just begging my body to give up. And then I met you, and I couldn't hear it anymore. A and if you make me do this, I know it will come back. I can't go back to who I was, and I know without you, I will. If I could just- Piper, please. Adelaide reached out and cupped my cheek, giving me a soft smile. She brushed the thumb across my cheek, and I realized I had been crying. She opened her mouth to speak, but her form flickered. Her hand passed straight through my face, and she was gone. Piper, are you okay? I need to get out of here. I, I, uh, I, have, I have work pretty early tomorrow. I, I should just really get going. Piper, come on. We're here for you. Talk to us. I know, I just, I... I can't do this. She needs me to do this, but I can't do this anymore. What if I fuck everything up? What if I don't, and, and then she's gone? It's going to be okay. No, it's not. Isabella's going to kill me, and Adelaide's going to be gone forever. I can't save her. I can't save myself. Hey, hey, Piper, look at me. Deep breaths. I just need you to breathe, okay? Just focus on my breath, in and out. You okay? Yeah. Sorry. I think I'm okay now. Thanks. Anytime. Sorry. 
I'm just so tired. I know, hon. It's okay. Can I give you a hug? Mm-hmm. You are not in this alone. You have me. And me. I'm really not the type for all this cheesy stuff. Chris. But you've got me too. We'll come up with a plan to stop Void Networks and save Adelaide, I promise. Thanks, you guys. Now, come on. Chris, you want to grab the whiteboard from my room? I'll make us some drinks. Got it. Water for me, please. I'll put on some music. Null and Void was written by Cole Burkhart and edited by Sterling Ray and Amber Holtz. The episode you just heard was sound designed by Donald Guzzi and featured the voices of Winona Wyatt as Piper, Azul Nova as Dodger, Evan Saft as Chris, Cena Breyer as Nikki, and Danielle Ellett as Adelaide. Our music was composed by Benny James, and this episode was made possible by our chief executive officers, Katie Humans, Amara Augustine, Daniel Sang, Anne Baird, and Hannah Wright. <laughs>